Welcome to the Grace for This City podcast. We're helping you turn your cities upside down. Hey, I'm your host, Justin Goff. Stay tuned. We got a great show for you today. All right. Good morning, everybody out there around the globe. And thank you for tuning in. This is the Grace for This City podcast. I'm your host, Justin, and we, and we, and I mean me and Bob, who's behind the scenes, and the whole team, all of our partners and supporters, we're helping you, friend. Hallelujah. Giving you scriptural motivation and strategies so you can get out there and get some stuff done for King Jesus. And we're excited for what he's doing right where you are at. There's gobs of cities represented in our podcast family and network, and uh, we're excited to see revival. Hallelujah. Are you following along with what's going on with these revivals? I mean, it's like this outpouring, these pockets of outpouring fires being just stirred and uh, all over the place. It's absolutely fascinating. It's phenomenal. I pray that it happens in your town, friend. Um, get out there and be available. Thank you, Lord. This is what we've been praying. Lord, whatever you need, we are available. If you're looking, come on for a people. We are that people, just whatever you want us to do. Oh, thank you, Lord, for it. So honored to be a part of what God is doing. Good morning, everybody who's tuning in live. By the way, we, if you're listening, we stream this live uh, on various outlets. So you can tune in, you can watch it, you can listen to it. But again, we invite you to just share it, subscribe, um, I don't know what all the lingo is to stay connected. We're producing stuff every week. It's our honor to do so. Uh, let me remind you too, that, uh, if you know somebody that the best way they could get a hold of the content would be on CD, we're producing the CDs and, uh, it would be our honor to mail it to somebody, uh, at no charge. So you can send us an email at hello at gracecitychurch.tv. Let us know. And, uh, we'll get that right out to them. But right here, I've got episode 110. If you can see that, episode 110, this was called Don't Doubt. You know what? You are created to be a believer. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what believers do. We believe the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, let's jump into this today. And uh, I want to um, pick up a little bit. I think last week we kind of zeroed in on Discord and strife. It's a good reminder uh, to, you know, make sure that we are not disrupting the God-defined relationships and the parameters of those relationships into which he brings us into. Uh, There is something that is truly unique about the body of Christ, like in an example in Ephesians chapter 4. Let me turn there really quick. Ephesians 4, one of my favorite verses Verse 16, it says, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working uh, by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Fascinating verse there, how we are interconnected and that, you know, if you want to look at it from a local level, like a local church level, Uh, kind of the dependency on that place being edified is those people that believe that that's where they're supposed to be, that's their place. Remember, Corinthians says that God places in the body as he 
wills. And so when we wake up to the fact that, hey, I'm probably here, I'm associated with this place because this is God's leading for me, then there's a responsibility we embrace to uh, join up together and to work together as a collective unit uh, towards a common goal, a common vision. And when we do our part in that, when we wake up and realize our part in that, the whole thing is edified. It's built out. It's increased. Uh, you know, the word edify literally has this idea associated with it. It would be like, um, you know, tearing down walls, uh, you know, pulling out old windows, old doors, tearing down walls in order to expand or to increase. That's what edify means. Um, you know, if you were going to buy a building and you needed to remodel the building, say, because you, you, you wanted to update or refresh or even increase, expand, open up more room. Well, that whole process in the Greek is called edification. And uh, so that's what the Lord's doing. And we are growing. We are expanding. We are um, developing. Uh, when everybody grabs hold of that unique and or common, it is unique to that particular group, but when they grab hold of the common responsibilities within that vision, God does something unique. And uh, let me say this, though, uh, because I want to, um, the whole council. All right, we need the whole council. All right, so it is imperative, like last week when I talked about discord or division or strife, we kind of camped out on strife. It, it is imperative that the relationships, the God-defined relationships, maybe seasons, all right? It might be seasonal. Uh, it might be based on an assignment. Um, you know, we're not best friends with everybody, but there may be a linking together or a joining for a common objective or a season. There's a reason. Uh, you know, God, again, sometimes not everybody's planted in one place forever. Uh, and that's difficult, and that's a, a challenge that some would move on or move on to the next thing, or God would shift around. But in the main objective for the time, the place, the season, all right, there is the requirement for uh, making sure you're in harmony, okay? And we talked about that, what strife does, trying to uh, cut in line, say, or seek a place, a posture, a position, having your your idea, your opinion, your voice, whatever heard in such a way that you're looking for, you know, manipulative or unfair, um, dirty, maybe tactics or strategies to present yourself in a position that you're just not in yet. Uh, all right. So we dealt with that. So that's, that's important. Can't have strife. You can't have division. Division is die vision to vision where, wherever you're supposed to be yielded together uh, on the main objective, if you bring an alternative to that, that second vision is what creates the framework for division, division, two. And uh, we have to watch that. So yes, 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 yes. All right. The other side to that, the other council, the full council would be uh, and, you know, I've noticed this at various times, <clears throat> you know, I've, I've pondered this, I've prayed into this, I've considered this from various angles, and I just want to bring this up here, because sometimes, though, that we can apply a lens, okay, we get 
a truth that is definitely applied in a scenario here, but it may not necessarily apply, uh, you know, at a 30,000 foot view. Okay. For example, a lot of people take the passage in Acts chapter two, where it says that they were gathered together and they were in one accord. Remember this? Let me turn there. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. All right, let's see here. <clears throat> I didn't have this in my notes, but I wanted to say this before we get in uh, to the rest of this here. Okay. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then appeared to them uh, tongues as of fire. You know, everybody got some fire. Hallelujah. Thank you for it. There was enough provision stored up in advance that whoever was there got their fire. Hallelujah. There's enough fire for everybody, friends. Um, and this fire, it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, I want to make a statement here uh, <clears throat> because we are talking about uh, harmony. We're talking about being uh, synchronous, you know, being synchronized. We're talking about being harmonized. Uh, Ephesians 4.16, knowing your place, getting in your place, linking arms, being you know, knit, fit, and join together with that company, that group. Uh, a lot of people will take this verse in Acts chapter 2 and say, see, the Holy Spirit was poured out in this measure, uh, you know, in this, um, you know, if we want to quantify it, okay, Holy Spirit was poured out. A and they'll read verse 1 and say, it's because they were in unity, they were in one accord, and in one place. All right, let me say this, and, you know, I don't want to mess anybody up here, but it's, it's well, yes and no. But, and here's what we need to understand about unity among believers is unity for unity's sake begs compromise. And some people have this vision of unity, and they say, well, if, unless everybody, everybody, you know, unless everybody is in unity, then God can't do what he wants to do. Well, let me, let me dispel that because that's actually not the truth because, you know, the Holy Spirit was poured out on the exact same day that the law was given thousands of years earlier. It was the exact same day the word was delivered. The word was delivered on Mount Sinai. The exact same day, many, 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 many years later, the Spirit was poured out. Now, the Word and the Spirit always agree. Here's, here's what I want to say, though, that the Holy Spirit wasn't poured out just because these people were in one accord. Now, what were they really in one accord with? Jesus, some days before this, told them, here's what I'm doing, be there, because if you're not there, at my appointed time, you're going to miss what I'm doing. God is going to keep his appointments irregardless of if you and I work out our differences. 
The problem with division is it can distract you and I from hearing what God is telling us, trying to tell us that he's doing, and getting us distracted from being in the upper room at the moment he keeps his appointment. All right, now let me rephrase that. Holy Spirit was going to be poured out on time because it, it, it notice uh, again, thousands of years earlier on Pentecost, some, some say the first Pentecost, the word was given. And on the exact same time, because God keeps his time, I mean, all, in fact, he, he even instructed them, he revealed to them how to keep a calendar, quote unquote, a calendar of sorts, and how to know based on the moeds, the appointed times, do a word study on appointed times, like Habakkuk 2, I, I mean, it's all throughout the scriptures, appointed time, appointed times, appointed time. God has already been to the end of this thing, friends. And he's the Alpha, okay? He's the Aleph, and he's the Omega. He's the Tav. And he's got marks along this way. God is going to keep his appointments irregardless if you and I can't get our junk worked out. The problem with you and I not getting our junk worked out is that it could distract us from being in the upper room at the moment God was going to keep his appointment. Now, Holy Spirit was not poured out just because these guys were uh, uh, in one accord. They were in one accord because God told them, Jesus told them, go to this place, something's going to happen. They were unified with the word and therefore got in unity with the spirit again. Now, I am a champion for unity. I am an absolute champion for working together with brothers and sisters. But I'm telling you, friends, do not let the enemy make more of working together with people that don't want to work, work with you at the expense of not being at the upper room at the moment God's appointment or his moed fires. And I'm telling you, this is what you and I are going to be wrestling with from this point forward. Uh, because there's this uh, false unity that uh, has brought a lot of condemnation on people. Uh, there's a false unity narrative that has kept people from talking about the error and the confusion and the false doctrine in a lot of movements because somebody decries division when anybody speaks up against um, anything that, that is counter to the Bible. And uh, if you have made an idol out of unity, there's a chance, friend, that you're not even going to be at the right place when God does what he his, he's already scheduled he's going to do. For example, this movement right now that's happening, uh, it, you know, it, people say, well, it started at Asbury. Oh, fine. It, yeah, great. Oh, Awesome. I mean, it's all it's all over the place now. Uh, you know what 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 caused it? I, I mean, it literally came after you know massive quote unquote unquote quote unquote division in the body of Christ. I'm telling you, friends, 
It is not dependent on that. It is dependent upon God keeping his schedule. Again, let me repeat this. If you and I, though, get caught up in a lot of divisive tactics, this is why you and I, we, we want to stay out of division. We don't want to be the ones causing the disharmony. But what are people pushing back on as the divisive measures? Listen, you, it, it either it is or it isn't. And some people are saying, well, that's division. And no, it's not. It's actually the word of the Lord. It's the word of truth. It's the word of truth. Listen, if we are not where Jesus is, doing what Jesus is doing, saying what Jesus is saying, if we are not in the upper room at, at 10 days, isn't that what Jesus said? He, he, he gave them the moment. If you're not there, how many people were invited to be there? How many people could have been there and weren't? How, how many people were distracted with other things and missed? I'm not saying they didn't get to catch up later. I'm not saying that they weren't touched by it later. Obviously, look, look what happened. 3,000 people were, were saved just shortly after this. But I'm saying that the Holy Spirit came not because these people were, quote, unquote, in unity. They were in unity because they obeyed Jesus. Holy Spirit was going to come on the one person that was there or the 500 people that were there or however many people heard the word of the Lord and were in the place where he foretold, this is what I'm going to do. All right, so there's uh, that's the other side of this coin. Now, it, at, at the local level, uh, if you listen to my podcast last week, you need to make sure you are not in strife. You are not in division. You don't play those wrong notes at the wrong time, tooting your horn and you stand out like a sore thumb because you're trying to draw attention to yourself. But the idea that we're to be unified for unity's sake is begging so much compromise within the church. I'm curious if so many of us are going to even miss what God is doing because we're trying to uphold this, 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 this fake, phony, uh, unified image that is literally embracing compromise and, and false this and that on so many different levels. Um, let me see if I can find this quote uh, really quicker. This just came up. And uh, so, again, we um, are all about unity. Uh, we are linking arms with people who have yielded themselves to the Lord. Uh, who else would you want to link up with? You know, I, I, you know, I mean, there's all these um, uh, factions, fractions, divisions, chaos. Yes, yes, yes. And the reason why those are there is because error is exists. That, that's why these fractions, uh, n- not all of them. Some of it's just plain selfish. Some of it's just plain prideful. Some of it is just arrogance, ignorance. I, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. But um, what we're seeing right now in our culture is that you cannot speak against anything uh, uh, and, un- unless you want to be labeled divisive, bigoted, hateful. Like there are stuff going on. There are uh, things that are being shoved down our throats from a governmental level. So much of the church is embracing it. Things that are explicitly forbidden in the scriptures, people are wavering, they're compromising on, and then anybody who, quote-unquote, pushes back on that 
is labeled a, a defector, uh, you know, a, a divisive. I'm looking for this quote here. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let, let, study that in Acts 2. Uh, I, I mean, I heard it. I probably said it. I, th- I think I've said it. Uh, until one day, until one day, I actually read what was being said there. And then when you connect it to the fact that on the exact same day, I mean, how many thousands of years earlier that uh, the, the word was given on Mount Sinai, 3,000 people died that day at the base of Mount Sinai. 3,000 people, though, here, when the Spirit was poured out, got born again the exact same day. Had nothing to do with those guys being in unity. God didn't say, hey, you know what? These brothers are getting along finally, so I'm going to do No, no, no. Just so happened, though, because they were so yielded to the word of the Lord, they had hearts of humility, hearts of obedience, that they actually heard the word of the Lord and they were in the right place when God was going to keep his appointments. Oh, listen, friends, I'm telling you, if the devil can get us chasing around all these, uh, you know, false whatevers, are we going to be in the right place at the right time? Here's this quote. This is by a guy named John Gresham Mashin. It is often said that the divided condition of Christendom is an evil, and so it is, and so it is. But the evil consists in the existence of the errors which cause the divisions and not at all in the recognition of those errors when once they exist. Listen, you and I uh, are living in a very interesting time where if there's ever been an evil or a strategy used at any point, it's, it, it's like there's a, a synergy of, of tactics. Um, uh, you know, and again, there is a synergy. There is a working together, but it's not just the ecumenical working together. It is a posture of the heart that has Jesus as the king. You know, there's various ways of um, looking at this, you know, where you, know, you, you have the, uh, uh, within the church, you have the wheat and the tares. Are we expected to link arms with the tear? Are you expected to link arms with the harlotry within the mechanism or the greater church. Listen, this thing is so huge, and there's such broad, you know, categories uh, that the expectation is that no matter what you see or what you hear, you simply embrace everything as everybody as totally equal. And I'm telling you, there's going to be a rude awakening, actually, for a lot of people because uh, the enemy can portray himself as an angel or a harbinger or a bringer, a bringer, bringer, that's not even a word, um, a champion of light. Yeah, I mean, we're being told right now, I mean, we're being told, and I don't want to say certain things right now because I don't want my podcast to be um, uh, censored, but I mean, we're being told right now, in fact, uh, mocked. Bible believers are being mocked. I uh, watched this um, uh, video the other day of a very famous, I mean, very famous 
uh, minister, and you know he was dealing with uh, homosexuality, and there were people in the and I, 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 I mean, this guy's massive, you know, I mean, tens of thousands, you know, 40, 50, 60,000 maybe people within you know his the sphere of his ministry, and uh, you know talking about how more dedicated to the Lord these people that desire strange flesh, how more dedicated they are to Jesus than you. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, the shock and all, I'm just wondering what those people, I mean, how are you supposed to respond to that? Um, and, you know, so I'm saying, and that's a sampling. That's just a simple sampling of the creeping that is happening, the drifting right now that is happening, and a small sampling, in fact, probably very gentle in light of other things that are going on, but the pushback. And so you're being mocked and ridiculed and forced to be unified. You understand what I'm saying? Forced into unity. And I'm saying we have to be very watchful. We have to be very watchful. In fact, Jesus himself said that he came to bring division. Notice who he was called to. He was called to the lost house of Israel, his very own people. Those who even had the covenants, the promises, the oracles, the fathers. And he said there's something going on here. And it's got to come down to the absolute bare-bone foundational truth. Now, that's not an excuse to be rude. It's not an excuse to be mean. In fact, in fact, it is more imperative now that we walk in love, that we walk in uh, compassion, that we would not take upon uh, a, you know, write the scriptures on a knife and go stabbing people. No, 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 no. There is a strategy that is very humble. Uh, we have to take upon ourselves humility. There's a towel, you know what I mean? There's a posture. And uh, so I am a, we have to uh, totally, um, you know, we don't go in here and be nasty uh, and, and, and mocking. Um, I mean, there's, there's other groups that are doing that uh, right now. You know, uh, the quote unquote discernment ministries, are so critical. They're almost hateful the way they respond to differences within the body of Christ. I'm a total advocate for acknowledging the elephant in the room. We need to talk about differences, but we need to do it in such a way that we're not so hateful of people. We wouldn't want to, you know, mock, ridicule, be sarcastic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, you know, there, there, there needs, and it's happening. This is what I'm saying. I mean, it's, it's, it's no longer there needs to be. It's happening right now. And what is fascinating to me is this outpouring that's happening right now is in spite of quote-unquote divisions because it was never about unity for unity's sake. It has everything to do with him who is hungry and thirsty God will fill. And honestly, at the end of the day, that's, 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 that's how some of these 
divisions based on like beliefs or doctrines or perspectives, et cetera. That's, that, that's the only way a lot of that's going to get sorted out anyways is those who are hungry and thirsty for the truth, for the truth. I don't claim to have all the truth, okay? But I'm just saying uh, if we're hungry for the truth, we're going to discover it. Jesus is going to reveal it to us. And at the end of the day, we must be where he said to be not many days from now, if you understand what I'm trying to say. That's exactly what he told him here, and that's those who had ears to hear were the ones who were in the upper room. Holy Spirit was going to come no matter what, friends. Listen, there are biblical events that are going to happen. All right, let me throw this one out there, and uh, um, this is something to ponder on. People say the gospel will, will be preached to the ends of the earth, and then the end will come. Well, in context, that's what? Matthew 24, Matthew 25. That's not even the time of the Gentiles right now. Listen, I'm telling you, friends, God is going to keep his appointments. Now, he revealed to us that he's not slack, as some consider slackness. But do not think that God is not going to fulfill his word. It's already been established in the heavens. It's already been established in the heavens, the what has been foretold is going to happen on the schedule. Now, he talks about his compassion and his mercy. You know, for example, the time of the Gentiles is this period in Daniel's prophecy, uh, Daniel 9, 26 and 27. They call it the gap. Well, what is that? Well, that's the, 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 the time or the dispensation you and I are in right now. Our mandate is is go to the highways and the byways and the hedges and uh, express to them the gospel. Tell them about Jesus. The invitation is participation in the body, the invitation to be the bride. Okay, We've been engrafted in. That's our message right now. But listen, people uh, are going around saying that we've got all this time, all this time, because not everybody has heard. Listen, that is for the tribulation period. What I'm saying is he is coming. He's coming. He is coming, and he's not going to miss his schedule. The Father knows exactly when um, it's time to receive the the (laughs) bride. And I'm telling you, if you are not ready, there was a parable that expressed this kind of concept about the wise and the foolish virgins. Now, we are not uh, we are not the bridesmaids. We are the bride. But I'm um, I'm telling you, there's a revelation in the I don't even know how to say it because who I mean who are we counseling God? But what I'm saying is there's a he reveals himself. He reveals himself. We're not trying to fit him in our understanding, but I'm saying he's revealing himself. And if you take that revelation of the Father, there were some people who just weren't ready. Well, he was on time. <laughs> he's on time, and he's not late because <laughs> uh, he's already been into the future. He has already been into the future. And so what I'm saying is there can be a lot of distractions trying to hitch up to a horse that just does not want to obey the Lord. And 
if we embrace a this this idea that everything God is doing is hinged upon some uh, idolized image of unity, you and I are going to be tempted to have to saddle up with all kinds of false ideologies, doctrines, I mean, players and people that are lustful. I mean, you know, and I mean that in the fullest extent of every possible um, outworking of that, the desire of the flesh on every level. Like you got people right now. Uh, did you watch the Grammys for crying out loud? Those same people are just saying, hey, it was just a performance. We actually love God. I, okay. Now, if you have to have unity before you think God's doing anything, then I'm saying you're going to partner up with these people who can gyrate uh, in the name of Satan one minute and then the next minute say, hey, brother, we're just like you. We just, we just got to work together. I'm saying no, and I'm saying that the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out in the upper room not many days from now. And if you are not there, you will miss it. <laughs> he will keep his appointments. There is a readiness of heart that you and I must maintain. He is coming back. And I'm telling you, not everybody is going to be ready for it. This is why the, the, it is imperative that you and I get it down to the fundamental level here of what this thing is. And it is love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. That doesn't mean you're a rude dog. That doesn't mean that you're snotty. It, that, that does not mean that you are anything but the most loving, compassionate, kind, merciful. You have tone, you know what I mean? Your tone, your words, your attitude. You know, you don't, you're not thinking about people negatively in your mind. That does not mean that you have any ill will towards anybody else for anything. That does not mean that. That does not mean that. Uh, to be at the right place at the right time does not mean that you have ill or ilk towards anybody else for any reason. My God, in fact, that's part of the problem here of a false unity movement is because if you're not thinking about them, they think you're divisive. Uh, pardon me, I didn't have time to think about you because I'm trying to inquire of the Lord. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's not a negative on you. you know, let's not make it about us. That's what everybody's championing about this, uh, the outpouring uh, that is going around the world right now. It's not about anybody. It's not about unity. It's not about a name, a person, a denomination. It's not even about a place. I mean, the city, the town where Asbury University is, they're saying it's done. It's over. I mean, the town's been overrun. We can't support the infrastructure of, you know, 30,000 people in a town of 6,000. And so people are like, they're shutting it down. No, they're not actually. In fact, the pressure now is on you. Uh, are you going to humble yourself before the Lord? You don't, you, you don't need another somebody or a place or a thing or this. The pressure's on you. The pressure's on me. The pressure is on us to hunger and thirst for him. Hallelujah. 
So they're not shutting it down. Literally, the, the president of the school was like, take it, <laughs> take it, take it, it's take it, take it, take it, hallelujah. But see, it wasn't because, uh, you know, you know, <laughs> oh man, I'm just thinking about what, what, what to say here, you know, uh, you know, uh, hallelujah. Uh, listen, uh, we, you and I need to yield, uh, like I said, when you look at the micro level, those places God has called you to be, the people, uh, remember Acts 17, he know, he, he know, he knows, oh, he, he knows, he knows your boundaries. He knows your appointments. Remember that in Acts, where is that? Is that Acts 17? Let me find it right here. Acts 17, 26, and he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth. Watch this. And has determined their pre-appointed. He, he has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. Um, you and I yield to God's definitions. We yield to our, 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 our dwelling. We yield to the boundaries of our dwelling. Uh, we yield to our appointed times. Um, we're not out, you know, making this stuff up. I mean, we are yielded to the overall thing he's doing. Within that, you know, we have free will. We can uh, choose to yield. We can choose to go against it. We can receive. We can reject, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm saying God has a timeline. God has, has a, a plan here. And not everybody's with it. Oh, Lord, I pray I am. And I mean, that's that's where I'm at now. I don't want to engage in division. I don't want to engage in strife. Uh, I'm not thinking about you enough to get all messed up with you. But I'm saying there are times where God is revealing what he's doing. And either you're hearing or, you, or you're not. Either you're paying attention or you're not. But he's not waiting on you and I. <clears throat> again, let me say it uh, again. The teaching from Matthew 25 and 24 that the gospel of the kingdom shall go to the ends of the earth and then the end will come has nothing to do with the time of the Gentiles. I believe that God has uh, 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 a, that's a measurement of time. The time of the Gentiles is a measurement of time. I have no idea what that measurement is. You don't, I don't, but God does. And uh, there will be a time where uh, Daniel's 70th week will commence. It will be on time. It will not be because we're all in unity. In fact, it will expose how disunified people are with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Because what was poured out on Mount Sinai and what was poured out in the upper room proved that the word and the spirit agree and not everybody else does some do and some have with fear and trembling they have worked out their submission to the word and the spirit but not every i mean it proved friends god's movements prove that not everybody is unified with him not everybody hears not everybody obeys not everybody is where he says to be, 
when he would desire you to be there, some people completely miss it. Had nothing to do with the fact that just them themselves in their humanity were unified. They didn't say, hey, uh, we should be unified, and then God will do something. No, they realized, wow, we are in unity with the Spirit. We are in unity with the Word of the Lord. We are in unity with the Word, Jesus. I mean, listen, friends, that right there will be a rude awakening for many. Hallelujah. Because everybody and their dog is claiming Jesus right now. Everybody, In fact, we were foretold that many are going to come, and they'll say, hey, I'm of Christ. I'm, I'm of Christ. Well, then you'll be in the upper room. <laughs> now, I say that with definite like, humility saying, praise God when we miss it, <clears throat> because we're drawn all the time by the flesh, the flesh, the flesh, the flesh, the flesh, the flesh, the flesh. You and I, me, me twice, me three times, okay? My four times to your one, I'm sure. But I'm saying that we're, that's the, that's the wrestle, that's the wrestle, okay? But if you go to 1 John 5, it says, man, these things are in agreement. Now, you and I, uh, again, within the body of Christ, we should do good. Remember this? Do good to all men. Totally. Totally. 1 Corinthians 13, you don't have love, you're like a clanging, annoying cymbal. You're a sounding brass. It's nothing to not have love. All right, so you got some of these jokers out, out here that are just hateful. My goodness, they're spiteful. I mean, it's like, wow, what did you eat for breakfast? Thumbtacks? You know what I mean? But, um, but, but so there, there, we should uh, be in love. Uh, we should not be seeking our own. But, but 1 John 5 says there are things that are in agreement. The question is, are you and I going to be found in agreement with the blood, the word, the spirit, the father. Because they've got a timeline of events here. He's working in a measurement of time, and it's counting down, friends. And there are events. You and I, we are living in the tension right now of foretold events. They are going to be on time. Where are you and I going to be at? Where are you and I going to be at? Where are you and I going to be at? Hallelujah. We're going to be in agreement with the word. We're going to be in agreement with the spirit. If anybody says, man, y'all display unity, may it be that we're unified with the word and the spirit. We are saying what needs to be said when it needs to be said by unction of Holy Spirit. And may the Lord help us put a guard over our mouth that we are not speaking when there is no unction to speak. Hallelujah. I believe that's one of the uh, um, things that is, that is coming out of the quote-unquote controversy in the prophetic movement because the reality is that there is speaking when there should be no speaking. Okay, we're calling things that are not what they really are. And so the controversy, the quote-unquote division, <clears throat> see, it's really, it's really easy to, um, 
just say uh, you're being divisive. Listen, that is uh, that is a uh, tactic right now. I mean, this is it's not it's nothing new. I mean, there's nothing new un, under the sun. I mean, this is just a a cycle. It's a it's a cycle. It's a rehash. It's a it's another opportunity. It's a whatever. But um, it, 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 look, look look at what's going on in the world. Okay, if you say anything, if you say anything, didn't didn't we literally we live through two year three years of silencing, squelching, hiding, uh, propaganda that was counter to truth. You know, some somebody would say this, and they'd get shadow banned on social media or whatever. You know, uh, I used the I used a particular word, uh, and. Uh, YouTube deleted one of my podcasts. Facebook uh, silenced one of my podcasts for two months. And I was working with them saying, what's up? What's up? Two months before they released one of my podcasts. Why? Because they were squelching words, phrases, concepts. And so what I'm saying is just because somebody is being, you know, decried as you're being divisive. Hey, listen, we got to be a little smarter than that. We need to find out what's going on. Why the pushback? Why the pushback? Why are you pushing back on that? Is what's being said uni- in unity with the word and the spirit? It may not fly with people. It may not go over well with people. But again, what is the ultimate here? I'm saying if you want to be in the upper room, then I don't know how many other people were invited, but only 120 were there. Praise God that they were in one accord. They were unified. They were in one place. Which place? The place Jesus just days before said, that's where you need to be. That's what you need to be doing. You need to be found there, waiting, tarrying, praying, seeking. Because Jesus foretold, this is what I'm doing. And if you've got any other motive, any other agenda, any other plan that is not unified with the perfection of timing of the word and the spirit, you're going to miss it. You are going to miss it. And, And so don't be the foolish virgins that were not prepared for the moment God was keeping his appointments. Hallelujah, friends. So, uh, I mean, I've been in the, I don't know how many times. I, well, I could, I mean, not too many times, uh, probably a handful of times where I've been right in the middle of saying, here's what the word says about this situation here. And then the pushback. Oh my gosh. I mean, for two years, I was being mocked as this divisive individual for standing on the word when my heart totally wasn't in anything, but just, uh, Hey, this isn't right. This isn't right. And, uh, you know, that's just a little example, but I know firsthand what it means to live in a world where there is this false sense of, of, of being woke, you know, it's like, Oh, it's the awakening. No. Yeah. And you know, they were saying that, remember that they were saying that what a year ago, two years ago, it's an awakening. But what were they saying was the awakening? People are accepting perversion. People are, you know, I mean, there was just 
total debauchery. And people say, it's an awakening. It's an awakening. <laughs> and if you said anything, counter narrative. Oh, my goodness, the pushback. You're a bigot. You're hateful. You're divisive. Listen, you, you and I joined, friends. You and I joined. Remember, I mean, no, no one, I mean, you know, when I was a kid, we had flannel graphs, you know what I mean, in Sunday school. You know what a flannel graph is? I mean, these, some people don't even know what a flannel graph is. Flannel graph. That was before, like, PowerPoint computers and stuff. <laughs> but I remember as a little kid, I mean, as a little kid, gosh, where, where was that? I was in Conway. I was living in Con Conway, Arkansas. But the teacher put on this flannel graft. This It was one big flannel f sticker thingy. She stuck it up there. And <laughs> guess what it was? Well, you won't guess. I'll, I'll just tell you. It was a school of fish. It was this big, I mean, it was like, I don't know, maybe there's 10, 8, 10, 12, I don't know, something like that fish, right? It was one big flannel graft thing. She stuck it up there. And then she grabbed this other little single little flannel graph fish and she stuck it up there. And you know what she did? She pointed it in the opposite direction as the big school of fish. And you know what? You and I were told that this life that we live with Christ was going to include being countercultural divisive on all kinds of levels. Hallelujah. The question is, the school of fish going one direction, or is, they're like, what's up? You're, 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 you're problematic. You're not going in the same direction that we are. That's the question at the end of the day, friends. He is going to keep his appointments. Are we unified with what he's doing? Can we truly say that uh, I'm going to obey the word? I'm going to follow the spirit. I'm saying if you do, uh, you're going to wind up in a place that's going to be a good place, but maybe not everybody's going to be there. Hallelujah. Should Lest we forget. I think we have forgot. He said, wide is the way. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many find that way. But narrow, narrow is the way that leads to life, and few there are that find it. He will keep his appointments. Now, you and I should be motivated by that. You and I should be seriously motivated by that. How much time do we have before he is going to do what he said he was going to do? I don't know, but you and I need to get down to what the fundamental is, and that is Jesus Christ. Do you know Jesus, friend? Because you don't have all the time in the world. You don't have all the time in the world to figure that out. You have right now. Remember we said he said today. Don't put it off till tomorrow. You are not guaranteed tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation. Hallelujah. Now, 
let's get together. <laughs> Where are uh, mandates and our assignments? Where those cross? Where our boundaries and our appointments are orchestrated by the Lord? Listen, friends, you'll find no more truer uh, co-laborers than those who are absolutely dedicated to putting Jesus first. Those are the most dedicated. Those are the most faithful. Those are the most consistent. Those are the truest people you will ever meet in your life. Because if they're all about the king, King Jesus and his mission and the mandate that we have been given to go into all the nations and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's the time of the Gentiles right before Daniel's 70th week commences. We have a window here to get uh, as many people introduced. But I'm telling you, the end, the ending of this time, this measurement of time is going to happen. But you and I are going to have to just be at the right place at the right time. That's our goal. Hallelujah. Well, uh, we'll pick up on this theme again, but I think we needed to lay that out there because this is the other side to the coin. Again, you uh, go to First John Five, you study out what is in agreement, what is in unity. You maintain your posture right there, and uh, you'll be in a good place. All right, praise the Lord. Here we go. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. Uh, it would be our honor to pray with you. If you need somebody to join with you, maybe you're you're praying, you're seeking the Lord's will, you're petitioning Him on something. You need somebody to join in our faith, buddy. We'd be honored to do that. You can call us 870-741-9099. Leave a message. Somebody will get right back with you. Or send us an email, hello at gracecitychurch.tv. That's hello at gracecitychurch.tv. Listen, friends, it's been an honor. Thank you so much for joining us today right here on the podcast. We'll be right back with you next Thursday. I hope you tune in. Invite somebody to participate with you. Hallelujah. If this encouraged you or strengthened you in any way, share it with somebody. All right. Until next time, my friends, be blessed.